Welcome to Omni Bros Live on a Wednesday where we've changed the topic. It's all going to be examining Cycle Cleveland and his neurosis. Neuroses. I'm Omni Dog from Omni Dog's Vault. Uh oh, it's already been judged. I'm joined today with Willie T. Dustus, the Omnibus Collector. What up, bitch? <laughs> Wow. Dave loves '90s comics. And what's up, bitches? <laughs> We're all here to make your life better or worse. I don't know. I don't care. Or worse. <laughs> you definitely can't make your judged. life worse. At uh, the worst, you can keep your life just mediocre. Yeah, like we're trying to make it better for an hour. That's you know I. I was miserable today, and I all of a sudden started feeling better. And I said, "This doing the show will make me feel even better." And what makes me feel even betterer? Saving money in all your collected editions. In StockTrades.com, absolutely, baby. You can save thirty to forty, sometimes sixty. I've seen eighty percent off in the red tag sale before. They're practically giving books away. Shut uh, your mouth. Cases. No, shut your mouth. No way. It's true, dude. It's true. Uh, if you go there, iInStockTrades.com, you will find you can also get an extra 2% loyalty discount on top of that. At the end of every month, the last Monday of every month, we give away a $50 gift card courtesy of InStockTrades.com. Sometimes we get bonus codes where you get another percent that we throw out there. Courtesy of Emily and InStockTrades.com. Yeah. $50 or more in a uh, order gets you free shipping in the United States. Ooh-ah. Fabulous customer service, fabulous packaging. That's InStockTrades.com. And <laughs> so far, we have one person in the chat. Because well, there's, there's like one person sucking up all the air in the chat. There's a wall of Cycle Cleveland. No, there's Javier Hernandez. What up, Javier? Elon is here. Good to see Elon. And then Cycle, 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 James. Cycle, hey, Cycle, Cycle. Uh, it, it is a wonderful night to be an Omni Bro uh, because we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about uh a lot of news in the news a lot of comic book news and we used to do news segments regularly and i think people liked it a lot so i'm all in favor of bringing back comic book news um even though i saw some really sad news mm. it was followed up by really good news so and Gabe's really the news guy, unless you guys are all up to everything. There's AS. What up, AS? Sazmurf. He's gasping for air in the chat. He can't, he can barely breathe because there's so much cyclonia. Cyclonia? Cyclonia Cleveland. Sounds like a Transformers villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the crawl's still going. Unless you want it to. I got nothing to do with it tonight. 
Bam. Boom. Sorry, I was pulling up some of the news articles. Ah, good for you, buddy. Yeah, okay, man. So I'm, on, I'm on top of stuff around here. That is right. <laughs> and what were we saying about Cycle in the green room? Do we want to uh, bring it to the air? First, it. I want to say you're... You saying that to Gabe sounded like you're like good, good for you, buddy. Like, <laughs> well, little- I wanted to give him kudos, but I didn't want to, you know, him to think I was in love with him. So I, we know you already are. Well, I know, but I kind of wanted to keep that private. Okay, it's out there. I love gay. Oh no, no, no I'm not gonna finish that because that's gonna end up being a gift. <laughs> that's getting clipped. You stopped at the wrong part. Gabe is wonderful, and he's here with the news segments that we can all chat about things. Oh, Dr. Elevator's here, too. What up, Doc? It's hot in Cycle Cleveland, a show I didn't even know existed. It's hot in Topeka. Okay, so... uh. I actually read that book. I didn't bring it down because it's upstairs where I read it. I actually read that book that I said I was going to read. That's Blue Book, the alien abduction book by Tiny Onion. Mm. And it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I recommend it highly. Very. I learned things that I don't remember from the tape because I watched the YouTube. Uh, you mostly listen to it because um, I don't there wasn't a video then it was just the audio that you listen to but tiny onion goes into much greater detail on her side of the story Hmm. it's really interesting did you call it a tape well they they were taped back in 1961 so oh okay so they were tapes i thought you're talking about tiny onions interview oh no well i am known for saying we need to tape the football game yeah no that's never going away i'm never saying we need to record that. I'm not. I, I'm yeah. taping a video. Everybody be quiet. No, that's, yeah. Uh, oh, Rising Phoenix. That's a good question. I heard from Barr on Sunday. So far, she's okay. Rising Phoenix at 820. Good. Uh, so far, she is. She has her, she has, um, uh-oh. Wait, I just heard the little Discord beep. I wonder if... uh, Did I get... uh... Oh! Thank you, YP! That was from 3 o'clock. I hope it's still there. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to order something, like, live. So... And then I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, well, do we want to pull up some news while you do that? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, rising. Um, she has family down south near where some of the bad action is, so she was concerned about it. I don't know how things work in Israel. If she's in line to get called up, she served two years in the military. This is kind of her story to tell, so I really don't want to speculate. But so far, she's okay. Oh well, that's good to hear. Yeah, that's really all I know. It's all that matters. Yeah, she's okay, and so far everybody's okay. Yeah, James, it probably was recorded on reel to reel back then in 1961. Okay, in stock trade. In stock trade. How did you even know? Uh, 
YP that I wanted that. I must have said something. Do, do, do. What you got, Gabe? Bring it up. So uh, the first one here that I came across that was pretty interesting is that Gail Simone put out a uh, top five pet peeves of uh, being a comic book writer. Ooh. Oh, yeah. wow. that's cool. And one of them was Cycle Cleveland. <laughs> uh, so it was posted on her Facebook group, um, her five biggest pet peeves of the industry. So just some things here I think that we can all probably kind of relate to a little bit in terms of the industry. Uh, number one, she put uh, not making sure veteran pros have work if they want it. Mm. So I guess saying, you know, things like, you know, the older generation of, of creators should always have an open door and open work. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, of course. Not making sure veteran pros have work if they want it. Yeah, I mean, look, the veteran pros have been there. They've been there. They earned their stripes. They should always have an open door policy, I think, for some of those guys. For If you've uh, always had a good track record, you should always have an open opportunity, I would think, right? Absolutely. So. Well, I would. I mean, I would imagine guys like Grant Morris and um, he probably has an open door policy where it's like, you want to come right for it? Sure. Yeah, go for yeah. it, Grant. What do you got? And he can pitch pretty much anything. But I think I think Morrison is more doing prose novels now. I think he's got a book coming out in a few weeks or a few months or something like that. Um, <clears throat> I would imagine he's he's one of those Hickman. Fuck, man. If Hickman shows up at DC's office, I'm sure DC roll out the red carpet real quick. I think he oh. said before that he would love to do uh, a Justice Legion League? of Was Superheroes. Legion. Oh, oh. Who said that? Hickman. 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 Oh, my God. I think he was going to... It was an interview I think I read where he said he was about to do... Like he was going to go do DC and do some work, and that was kind of an idea that he had for Legion of Superheroes. And then he got Fantastic Four. So uh, we got Fantastic Four. I was which I would accept then, over Legion of Superheroes. And then Marvel said, um, "You're going to be our guy. We go to for these events. You don't have to write much, but when we've got a big event, we want you to be that guy." Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, making sure uh, veterans pros have what they wanted. Comic book industry is uh, notorious for ageism being one of the, its worst problems. Even Grant Morrison has lamented that he's aged out of being able to write for mainstream comics in recent years. Mark Miller also suggested in order to generate hype for storylines, bringing back seasoned veterans with followings is a critical thing Marvel and DC can do. For now, yeah. veteran artists find uh, better places in independent homes like Comicsgate, than they do finding work for these publishers. Hmm. Interesting take. Interesting take on it. I, I personally agree that I think veterans, like I said, veterans need to have that open door. At least, at the very least, let them pitch to you. Because you never know what you're going to get. <clears throat> no, absolutely. It's, 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 that's, I think that's a, that's a good pick for sure. Uh, number two, not respecting the stories that came before. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is probably the most controversial of uh, Simone's opinions listed, as it's been the reason so many 
have been canceled and labeled bigots by the extreme left in the industry. Much of the lack of respect for characters comes from replacing characters with race and gender swapping counterparts and mm. forcing beloved characters to be mirrored with LGBTQ fetishes. I don't know if I'm going to read the rest of this. But yeah, I think you're just saying just you know, <laughs> respect the stuff that came before in all regards. What website are you reading this from? Uh, <laughs> uh, boundingintocomics.com. I oh, thought so. Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah. I don't want any controversy on my resume here. I hear you. But which, isn't there isn't there a place to find it unfiltered, what her critiques were? Where uh, she, she wasn't writing critiques. That was written by the, the writer of this article. Okay. So so, I mean, I'm going to stick okay. with what her five list is here. Then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't care about Bounding's color commentary and their extrapolating on what she means with adding in all this stuff about character replacement or whatever like she said not respecting the stories that came before she didn't say anything about like don't do this and that right. that's what bonding does the general gist of what she's saying i completely agree with is that you should respect the history of these characters and understand but also understand that to a certain extent i i think a lot of these characters need to evolve with the times and change um my issue is when it's done for gimmicks sake and I'm not going to get into too many details about it because we discussed it on the chat, but it, I have more of a problem with it when it's done from a sheer gimmick rather than the writer has a genuinely really interesting and good story that he or she wants to tell. Yeah. Well, I think a, a, a more recent example is that she's alluding to, well, at least for me, is the change of Kamala Khan from an inhuman to a mutant. So that's that, definitely not respecting yeah. the previous stories. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> but that's that's that yeah, hundred percent. That's and, more along the lines of that's along the lines of corporate Disney wanting yeah. to right. line everything up with the movies and stuff like that. When realistically, nobody was asking for it. Nobody wanted Kamala Khan to be a mutant. In fact, one of the cool things about her is that she's an inhuman. When we've already got eight hundred friggin' mutants in in the Marvel Comics universe, I mean. Go to your local comic shop. You can't walk down an aisle or look down a shelf without an X-Men title on there. Riley, your background's still blurry. I think you need to clean your screen a little more. <laughs> no, it's the background's blurry on purpose, but there's... I know. No, I'm, I, I'm messing with you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, uh, a little glare that comes through. Oh, like, I see that. That I, I think is because of a little smudge oh so i was trying to get rid of that but i mean it is what it is who uh, i need to thank whoever it was that hipped me to this uh where was that oh it was a, it was a message okay how do i get back to messages frick oh <clears throat> and man i think she's more considered a mutant at this point because they want to line everything up yeah, she came back as a mutant. Spoiler, she died and came back and became a... They brought her back through the Krakoa, like, Accords or something, and then now she's a mutant. Does she... She came back through the Golden Egg thing? Is that kind of the gist of it? Right. I think so. I didn't okay. read it, so... I, <laughs> um, but again, that's just the example, most recent example I can think of not respecting previous stories. Yeah. 
what was what was the issue with the spider-man uh was that also editorial interference that made the most recent spider-man so much so that you didn't dig it lou or was that the amazing the amazing spider-man series that's ongoing right no i i don't know i I, uh uh you didn't I, yeah, I forget I, what it was you didn't dig about. Uh, you didn't dig. It's Nick Spencer's writing it. Nick Spencer's actually a solid writer, but that Spider-Man run. Oh, I is, thought that was Zeb Wells. Ooh. Is it Zeb Wells or is it Nick Spencer? Yeah. Spencer was a while ago. Okay, Spencer was Wells. with Ryan Otley. Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells, right? Zeb Wells? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, okay. So my issue, Zeb Wells, regardless, is still a solid writer. I don't know what is going on with that run, to be honest with you, because it's been, it's not been good. Everything that I've read of it, and I've, I've read about, I only got about seven or eight issues into it. And I just in those seven or eight issues, I'm like, this is, this is not very well put together. This just seems like a, a story that is just a mess. And everything that I've heard after is that a lot of stuff feels <clears throat> like editorial crowbarred in. A whole bunch of things, including um, the lead up to the death of Kamala Khan, which a lot of people online are saying there's really no context for this. Yeah. So it's more that's more editorial interference in Spider-Man. It wasn't the writer not respecting what had happened earlier. So Kamala Khan's more of a is a better example than of this. Yeah. No, the, I, Kamala, yeah, the Kamala Khan thing sounds more like marvel disney sounds like a yeah. disney thing that's a, a synergy type thing but i the not respecting the stories that came before i i don't know like it to me i guess it depends on how they're how she defines that specifically because like i don't think that everything that comes out needs to be so stuck in continuity with everything that came before and i don't know like if by respecting what came before, that means you, you don't have any room to make changes and adjustments, then a lot of really great runs would never have happened. Like I can guarantee <laughs> something ahead, like Matt Fraction's Hawkeye wouldn't have happened if they were concerned with sticking. Like we would have had more stuff like the Jim McCann run. Um, mm. Hawkeye. Um, you wouldn't have a lot of legacy characters. You wouldn't have a lot of, uh, characters going into different roles and stuff like that, it, depending on how you take respecting what came before. So I don't necessarily agree with, like, depending on how she means it, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, because I feel as if the nature of comics in general is change, and the people who don't want change are always just kind of stuck in what they grew up with, and they want things to stay that way. And as soon as things start moving away from that, they're like, no, 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 I don't want that. Um, but things also always tend to go back to what they were. Like, you know, we had Amadeus Cho as the Hulk for a year or two. And then Banner came back and, you know, stuff like that happens. And and it's it's fine. I don't think it disrespects anything that came before. But also if you're too caught up in saying like every series needs to be uh, grounded in everything that came before that, that's where it you start falling away from the ability to bring in new readers because they come in there and they're like, "Shit, uh, I don't know what to what's going on because it's so uh, 
it, it's it's so ingrained in everything that came before yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and I know AS is in the chat. Is YP in the chat? Because uh, I wasn't feeling well today, so I didn't see it when it appeared on uh, the Discord. But Night Eaters Volume 2 Signed Edition is now available at, y at YSD. At ISD. YS, thank you for texting me that uh, or Discord messaging me, whatever it's called. Um, because I have the first one, and that book is great. And it's signed with a real book plate. <laughs> and I wanted the second one too. And it was it, the, the release date kept moving. And now all of a sudden today it's in at in stock trades. I don't know how YS knew I wanted it, but buddy, thank you. Are we talking about the book plate that you got that was signed on a post-it note? No, this is I'm, we're talking about a good book plate. Oh, from, not, uh, not the Peter Bag hate right, <laughs> from Marjorie Lou uh, on Night Eaters, which I highly recommend as a great read. I have to read that second book as soon as it comes in, so it can make my best of list because I know it's going to for this year. It's I so have good. To read, I have to read that Alien book that you guys keep talking. Oh, about. Blue Book. Yes, because it sounds fascinating. It was, it was really good. I think you can probably get it on Hoopla or, or however you read your digital comics. Okay, cool. And it's just, um, it's just that three color palette, black, white, and blue, and that adds kind of a cool element to it. Do you recommend that I hear about the story ahead of time, or should I read the book first? It might help you if you listened to their uh, hypnotherapy sessions because they're okay. really pretty chilling. Okay. Um, there's real fear in his voice that just it's highly unlikely that either of those two, hmm. you know, Midwestern or wherever they were, this couple were acting on any level. And the, <laughs> the hypnosis got them to reenact it. And it's it's pretty chilling. Um, and then yeah. the, if they were making the it, they so. I was Go saying ahead. if they were faking it, they pulled the hell out of it. I, I, yeah, I don't. I, you listen to the tapes, and it's and they believe what they believe. I will say, it pulls out of them what they feel happened to them, and then the book goes into greater detail. I don't remember her saying under hypnotherapy what happened on the ship, um, but but it was pretty fascinating. Now I don't know if I'm going to read it again. Um, maybe I'll go back to it in a couple of years and relive it, uh, or reread it rather. Yeah. Um, but it's a really fascinating first read. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty it, sure man. you'll dig it. Yeah. But I think you should listen. Yeah. You should listen to the tapes first. So you're familiar with, uh, with the case. Okay. I'm going to download this tonight. This sounds really good. Yeah. Good. I'm interested in your thoughts. Um, what else we got? Elon, the, the reason these guys aren't members of the Discord is because they're they're kind of done with all social media in general. They're not they don't want to be in my Discord. Riley has his own Discord that he ignores. 
I I mean, technically, yeah, I'm the only person in it. So. <laughs> oh, you are. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Someone made an omnibus collector Discord for the Facebook group, like without me, and I went in there for a little bit, and I was like, nah, and I just peaced out. Well, Cycle made mine. He's the definitely the executive producer of it. Yarl GG just got the paperback for Blue Book. Good, Yarl GG. I think you'll dig it. Garth Ennis to write James Bond 007 like an Ian Fleming original novel. Fuck yeah. I mean, I don't is know. This... I don't know is... if Ennis is the one that I would pick for something like this. It, I hope he goes it... hard. I hope you get like Preacher Ennis James Bond. Is this for a graphic novel or is he writing prose? Well, I guess he's pulling from the original bond books james bond it's, number one yeah no he's he's writing james bond number one dynamite it's a new series a new ongoing comic series i guess i think it's awesome i will say i haven't read any of these yet but everything that i've heard about all these james bond books are that they've been really good yeah they are i Those... haven't read anything bad yet and i have about 15 of them yeah, there's there's rare. It's rare that that one of these is bad. Um, and and they listed a bunch of the the uh, authors that have been working on it, a bunch of the writers, and it's a lot of like really nice pedigree on mm -hmm. the franchise. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's already art finished for these. It's coming out January. Yeah, Dynamite does a good job on these. Really good job. That's what I've been hearing. I want to check it out because I know Warren Ellis did a, uh, a, a James Bond. I would like to check that out. And, and they're not connected at all? You can read them completely separate from each other? There is one that has like the early days of Bond in the, the British Navy or something. But you can read that last if you want. It doesn't. They're, they're not connected at all. Yeah, I think that's the Jeff Parker run. Um, yeah, it's good. But for they're the all good. For the most part, it's it's you can approach it like you would most Bond movies with them. Like you can just jump into one and enjoy it on its own. Like the and I Ennis did two or not Ennis. Uh, Ellis did two two arcs. He did the first two, and then those are actually collected in a single volume, and. Uh, those You're welcome. Were, uh, I bought the first two, and that's how you got the omnibus of them. Excellent, excellent. Um, I wish they would do more, like omnibus editions, and that one was—it's a hardcover, but it's standard size. So I wish they would do yeah. more, like, oversized with that stuff, with the Bond stuff, because there's a lot of good artwork in there as well. Um, yeah, a lot of really, really cool things, and I, I think uh, if you if you've read like, because Ennis does some. Um, not very, you know, preacher boys esque type stuff. Like he he's done a lot of, uh, you know, kind of war and spy yeah. stuff. And so if you read those, it it definitely falls in line with, uh, you know, I feel like you could expect something pretty decent coming from him for Bond. His I'm his uh, he's written a lot of war stories, yeah. and uh, especially Sarah. That you know, for a TKO, 
but he's got a ton of other books that I have. And the minister and I really love reading those in particular, not together, you know, sitting in a room or spooning or anything. We read them separately. Yeah. I'm hoping this is something along the lines of maybe Fury Max. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great book. Uh, AS, I think that Blue Book Volume 1 was uh, the story of that couple. And then it's going to be an ongoing series. Volume 2 will be about somebody different and their experience for Blue Book. That's That was the first trade, AS. So I'm all in favor of this. This is great. Right. Yeah, I mean, look at the list of writers that's already done James Bond. Andy Diggle, Gail Simone, Kieran Gillen. Diggle's so really, really good. They're all good. <coughs> uh oh. Keith Giffen passed away? Must have just what? happened. What? What? Iku is reporting it at 8.43. What's going on with so. this year? News break. Breaking news. What the hell? No. I feel like he was kind of not that old and still active. Maybe like 60, maybe? Yeah, that's not that old. That's <laughs> young. <laughs> As somebody that crossed that four years ago, let me tell you, that's young. Uh, 70. He was 70. Yeah, he 70, passed away. Okay. Wow. Boy, he was influential. Jesus. Mm. We're losing uh, a lot of religions, man. His posted on his Facebook page, I told him I was sick. Anything not to go to New York Comic Con. Thanks, Keith Giffen, 1952 to 2023. Wah ha ha ha. He posted that himself and then died. Whoa! Wow. That's that's. Uh, I kind of like to. I told you I was sick. I told Kelly that's not what I want on my tombstone. But <laughs> yeah, Kiffin has already used it now. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. Man. Speaking of yeah, yeah. superheroes, Keith Giffen stuff is amazing. That's that's yeah. like that hardcore stuff. It's got it right there. Popular now. Keith Giffen, co-creator of Rocket Raccoon and Lobo, has died age 70. Right there on your screen, Gabe. Yeah, must but... must have just refreshed. On the side. On the side under popular oh, okay. now. He's been in rough shape for a few years now, right? Boy, if he posted... That reminds me of uh, what's it, Fletcher Hanks? I think Fletcher Hanks like wrote a prescient comic about his own death, but he also I think disappeared. Keith Giffen, co-creator, listen to this: Lobo, Rocket Raccoon, Maxwell Lord, Jaime Reyes, and the Justice League One Punch has died at the age of seventy. Man, that's Lobo alone has such the a following. One, the original One Punch Man. The original One Punch Man has such a huge following. But he also made Rocket Raccoon, which has just blown up in the last few years. 
Jaime Reyes, who just had a movie out this year with Blue Beetle, that's apparently really good, but nobody went and freaking saw it. Um, damn. We can't get mad at me because I don't live, leave the house. I understand. Nobody blames Dude, me. Dude, when that comes out on like streaming, you gotta, that movie was awesome. I know. That's I what know I, yeah, that's what you said. I, re, I, I think I it's already up it. on like digital. You can pay for it. But yeah, but when it comes out on Max or whatever. I sure. think the the biggest compliment, if if, if he would care, because I'm not anybody, that I can pay to Keith Giffen is he is one of the few writers who has had been in the business for so long, so for so many decades, whose writing um, kind of evolved to where it either it evolved over time or he's always had a style that just continuously reads well you know like there's a lot of people who were writing primarily from the 70s and 80s and stuff and their writing now does not nearly stand up towards that stuff or like it just doesn't stand up against its contemporaries but even giffen's more recent work the stuff that he did this past decade i could always count on it being a really great and easy read um just just very notable very notable for many reasons oh and i just figured out justice league one punch is what i'm reading right now the justice <laughs> league international batman giving guy gardner the one punch yes knocked him out knocks him out with one punch yeah that's the that's the most famous thing from that run i think yeah it's, it's definitely just, up there because we're talking about it right now he also wrote um, some some manga, like American manga. Back in the early days of Tokyo Pop, he had the series uh, I Love Halloween. He did that one, which is interesting to note. Oh, hmm. it's, listed on the, it's listed on the article, the Bleeding Cool article. That's Damn. amazing he went out with a joke. 70s... Uh... Yeah, somebody's oh. man. You guys, it is so young. <laughs> I, I mean, my mother-in-law is seventy-seven, and she's run circles around me. So, I've seen her in action in the background. Yeah, no, she's no joke. Like the Flash, and she's seventy-seven and runs circles around me. That her, it, it's crazy. All the stuff she yeah. does to help us out. She's got a grandbaby that she's excited about. That gets gives her extra juice. <laughs> Extra grandma juice. Well, this kind of derailed things. Um, yeah, thanks, Haiku. It is a new show, so yeah. Thank you, Haiku. Yeah. <laughs> rest, rest, in peace, rest in peace, Keith Giffen. Uh, shame you couldn't see Lobo on the big screen, man. You probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was DC, so they'd have compensated you. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Not Marvel, yeah. where they shaft you. He actually would have gotten some money off of that. So good for him. Um, well, I guess he did get some money off of uh, Blue Beetle, at least. So that's well. Yeah. Like, why wasn't Why wasn't Jason Momoa Lobo from the beginning? I know. I know the rumor is that he's pretty much got it now, but it just seems like he should have been Lobo from the beginning. He just has that attitude as well. Well, they probably weren't even interested in doing Lobo during that time. They were trying to establish the Justice League or the, the Avengers. Yeah. 
was going to um, say this. He should have been Lobo. Dude, I mean, he's perfect. I'm... Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, if somebody's got to do it, Jason Momoa is your guy for, for Lobo. I couldn't think of anyone else right now. Yeah. Like, maybe 10, 20 years ago, there might have been another actor that could have filled it, but, like, at this point, no. Nah. Woody Harrelson as Lobo. <laughs> wow. 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 Love it as- <laughs> Who am I thinking of uh, Mariachi? Uh, it could be a Hispanic Lobo. Antonio, Antonio Banderas? No, um, not Mariachi. Uh, the other guy who he's an actor now. He was in prison forever. He opened a donut shop in L.A. Oh, wow. he's, what's his name? He's so great. He's so. I heard him on Howard Stern. Oh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his character? Did he Machete. Machete. Okay, there we go. I uh, love Danny Trejo. I, I absolutely love that guy. He's got his own taco shop now. And a donut shop. Uh-huh. He's yeah, he, could, he could be Lobo's uh dad or something at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go see that. He's doing really good fun, so. Yeah, that's I, to to be famous and open a donut shop, that's all you need to know that he is a good guy. He's got a taco place too, I think. That's yeah, what I think, just said. Is, I think is it a right. shop? Or is it a shop? No, it's a shop. It's called it's called Pinchy Tacos or something like that. Pinchy Tacos. Now I'm thinking, I just can't not think of Owen Wilson as Lobo and him being like, wow, I'm the main man. Wow. <laughs> I said Woody Harrelson as Lobo, not Owen Wilson. But Owen Wilson. As He's Lobo, I'm sorry. I would like to see that. Woody Harrelson, uh, I, I don't have an impression of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> but that would have been a good one, like around Natural Born Killers. He's great in Loki. I'm enjoying so I, I started I haven't watching seen that I, yet. I won't ruin it. I won't have okay. you seen season one? I saw half of it. <clears throat> okay. I am really enjoying season two so far it's only an episode in um but the gentleman from everything everywhere all at once i don't remember his name off the top of my head he plays a character called ouroboros and he's great in it he is so much fun in loki yeah he's great there's so many shows that i started and just didn't finish that i but i still remember enough that i can just pick right up and finish him Jeff Daniels as Lobo. The dude as Lobo. The dude as Lobo. The main <laughs> man thinks it tied up the room. Just <laughs> like your opinion, bastard. <laughs> that played uh, Hellboy? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. He would have been a good oh, Lobo. Ron Perlman. Oh, yeah. I mean, he played like a crazy biker in Sons of Anarchy. Lobo's like, you know... <laughs> Pretty parallel to playing some crazy biker. Have has has Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro made noises about finishing uh, Hellboy? It's not gonna happen. Why why do you say that? You say that, that about happen? Transmet too. With this one, I'm 100 percent almost sure. We're getting another Hellboy movie, I think next year. It's done. It's on the Crooked Man, and it's one of the guys from Crank that's doing it. I thought they said it was done because they just went ahead and rebooted the series last time. 
Well, they, they, this is another reboot now. This is right. the third time that they're rebooting. Oh, yeah. He's already checked out in the first place. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Well, the movie that Del Toro wanted to do was something, some fucking R-rated. He want, yeah. I think it was, he wanted an R-rated, and the budget was going to be something crazy, like $200 million or three hundred for the movie that he wanted to make. And the studio said, hey, it's not happening, pal. I think he says it about Hellboy having a baby with Selma Blair's character, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff out there about what that third Hellboy movie was going to be. And wow. I enjoy, I, I love Del Toro. Hell, I, I thought Pinocchio last year was one of the best films of the year. Um, but Pacific Rim's amazing. Pacific Rim's great. Uh, hey, great. The Shape of Water is about a fish having sex with and falling in love with a woman. And it yeah. won an Oscar. <laughs> it won Absolutely. the Oscar. I think it, he got Best Director or something like that, or Best Film of that year. And it's a that, beautiful movie. He uh, One of the scariest movies uh, ever was... Um, <laughs> I never can remember, but it, it was with um, Antonio Banderas. It was an orphanage. Mm. Um, the Devil something. Desperado. <laughs> Desperado del uh no, it was The Devil's ooh, Backbone? Devil's Backbone, thank you. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant scary movie. <laughs> he had um he had a string of Spanish horror movies before he broke big here in the US. I think it was it was Mimic, Devil's Backbone, and I forgot what the other one was. Mimic was in English. It was Chronos Devil's Backbone and, and Pan's Labyrinth were the Spanish thank ones. You. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. It was Chronos. Did, did you finish Curiosity Cabinet of Cabinet of Curiosities? I only saw about three of them. I did. I enjoyed them all. Dude, I you were good. The last one. You guys are missing out on the best Del Toro movie that he ever directed. Blade Two. Yes. Blade <laughs> Whoa! You pulled that out quick. Riley, are you talking about the last one? Are you talking about the one with Penos Cosmatos that he directed? That's oh, weird. yeah, I am. That's weird as fuck. Fuck yeah, I am. Man. What what are we talking about? Okay, so <laughs> Netflix last year, and I was hoping they'd do another season this year, put out a Del Toro produced series called Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah. Which was basically creep show. It was yeah. a series of one-off episodes that had different horror, um <clears throat> different horror things. The standout episode was the one directed by this guy called Penos Cosmatos. I think that's how you say it. And he was the guy who directed Mandy. I fucking love Mandy. Oh, I still haven't seen that. Um, It is balls Mandy's to the wild. wall. Mandy is wild. Balls to the wall. It is the weirdest episode of the season. Um, is that the one man. with Christian Bale? For Cabinet of Curiosity? He's not in it. Okay, who am I thinking? I'm thinking of RoboCop. RoboCop, Peter Weller was in it. Yes. Is that the episode? That was crazy. No, 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 no. The episode is the one that involves music. Where, oh, fuck, it's been so long since I watched it. Where a group of people come together to this millionaire's house, and he's got them there for a reason. You find out what the reason is at the end of the episode, and dude, it goes fucking nuts. Eric Andre is in that episode. Yeah, that's that's the one with Peter Weller is the millionaire. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, that was great. crazy great, dude. That was great. Yeah, that's one of the ones I saw, and they 
snort and smoke and do all kinds of crazy things with the finest of the finest. And yeah, Eric Andre was great in that. Yeah, he was he was actually really good. Yeah, I love that episode. Oh my god. It was the it was the second to last, not the last one. I guess I just forgot about the last one because it was probably not anything. Should just go out with a bang on the viewing, which is the the Panos Cosmatos one. The the one that creeped me out for a while because I had uh, a storage locker for a while for my extra stuff before I could yeah. find a way to fit it in was that uh, it was the first one where he opens the storage locker and it's basically a gateway into hell or summoning a demon. And every time I went to the storage locker, I was always worried when I opened it up that Tim, what's his name from Watchmen and everything else? <laughs> Tim what? Oh, I don't know. I, I, Tim, I, I... not Tim Roth. Tim, you know, <clears throat> it's scary. <laughs> it's very scary, especially if you own a locker. Riley. Yeah, I do. And um, are you scared every time you walk down the hall? Tim Blake Nelson. No. Tim Blake Nelson. Thank you. Uh I, I'm I'm pretty fine. Um <laughs> I'm I'm the man of the of the place. So, you know. <laughs> not, being a man's not confusing to me, uh, you know, as some, some <laughs> I, you're not manipulated. No, I don't I'm not manipulated. Good. So a few weeks ago, I fell down a rabbit hole, as I tend to do, and I started looking at videos of people that live in those storage units, and the setup they have is insane. It's pretty wild. Where do they go to the bathroom? <clears throat> well, how do they shower? Bucket, and they shower at gyms. A lot of the times, they go to their local gym to shower. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know about the whole going to the bathroom in a bucket thing. Yeah, I'm not into that. So the key consensus seems to be in order for you to not get kicked out is you have to keep a very, very low profile during the <laughs> day, especially when people are, you know, in the storage units and walking around and stuff like that. At night, it's you. They say you go to your storage unit during certain hours because you're less likely to get caught. So really late at night. And you leave really early in the morning, and you're pretty much out all day. You come this back late at night, huh? People, this is for people who live in their units. This is for people that try to get away with living in their storage unit. Yeah, like Some you, people, Riley. I definitely do not. Um, but there is a guy <laughs> that I liar. That's what somebody who lives in a storage unit would say. <laughs> no, but there is he's filming from his storage unit right now. <laughs> That's why it's all blurry. <laughs> he's not a storage unit. Um, you're gonna hear somebody banging on the outside of his wall in a minute. There's um, uh, what was I trying to say? There is a guy that that was on the same floor as mine, and like he, because I was I was trying to film. I used to film in there. I need to go back because it's honestly better to film in there than it is in here. Um, and, and I was trying to film and I could hear someone like a row or two down. And I went over to, um, kind of just tell him like, not, not to like be like, Hey, shut up. But like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. And if you hear me talking, it's because I'm filming something. It's not because I'm, I'm crazy, you know? And so I walked over to him and he's sitting 
with his shirt off and he was this big dude like this big bald dude and i could see like his toiletry bag was open and splayed out on the ground and i didn't look in his unit but it was a much smaller like i have a a, a 300 square foot unit Ooh. Um, and and this was like significantly smaller and i didn't see what was in it but like you know he he had clearly come in and like put on deodorant and cologne and stuff like that and was like getting dressed out of his storage unit and there was no car like other than mine so i was really it was really strange to me and so i got freaked out and i because oh i got freaked out because <laughs> i should tell you why i walked over and when i saw him i i introduced myself i said hey i have a unit just you know a couple of uh rows down that way i'm trying to film something in there so um you know i just wanted to introduce myself to let you know that i'm not some crazy person talking to himself hmm. and the guy was like I'm a fellow serial killer. No problem. <laughs> That's fine. And then he goes, but don't sneak up on me. Like, don't do that shit or something. Like he started like getting mad at me and told me that I sneaked up. Like I was trying to surprise him or some shit. And I was like, I literally just walked around the corner. I had no idea you were sitting outside of your unit. I, I don't know what you expected from me. I literally just, he, he was, I think he wanted me to like knock on the side or something. <laughs> like, I didn't know you were out. I didn't know. Did what you have you a doorbell. Doing. He, I don't know what the fuck he expected. Like the door was open. I came, I walked over and he's acting like I'm the one in the wrong for walking over and trying to like say something. I thought I was going to make a friend that day. And I made like, I was scared. I, he, he, I know we joke like that. My unit is, is a, you know, a dungeon to trap people in, but like, I think yeah. that his is. And I also, he probably does live in it. And I told the, the people the that work there, I was like, yeah, I was working in my unit earlier and this guy and I, I explained the whole situation and she was like, oh, we've had issues with him. I'm going to have to talk to him because it's and I was like, I don't know if he's trying to live in his unit or what. Oh, I explained the situation of what I saw. And she was like, yeah, we're going to figure that out. And I have not seen him since. But okay. does he know your name now? No, he's homeless. And he no, knows I, your storage unit. I mean, he was homeless before he was living in a box. It just we all live in boxes. It just happened to be a box inside of a bigger box. <laughs> so if Riley ends up missing, we know it was the storage unit guy that got him at this point. Yeah, I I don't give a shit if I'm a narc. He was rude to me. I was trying to come over and be polite. And I neighborly. I didn't, yeah, exactly. And I didn't give him my name. And if I already did, like, what does that mean? Narc this guy out. This you poor take guy. Cookies? You should have taken cookies. Fuck that dude. He I didn't have any cookies. I had like I was lucky if I had a bottle of water with me. I was <laughs> You should have asked him to borrow a cup of sugar so that you could make cookies. <laughs> I'm making cookies in the oven that I have plugged into my generator <laughs> in my storage unit. Yeah, I got this hot plate and all I really seem to do be able to do on it is cook meth, so I need some sugar. God dude, man. you narked this poor man out. He's living on the streets now because of you. Good. He was an asshole. If he was if he was fine. If he was nice to me, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't have said a single thing. But he was a dick to me immediately. Like, I was trying to be considerate to him. And immediate, he, he's just like, hey, fuck you. And I'm like, excuse me? No, fuck you. I have I have, I have, have the upper ground. You have caring this guy. Not the guy that could have been underneath the bridge. You inadvertently care on this man. I have the upper I, ground. I have the higher ground. I do. I have, I have the higher ground. I have the higher ground, Anakin. 
I was in the, in the better position. He fucked himself. That's the problem there. He fucked himself. Um, and I just let it, you know, I just helped lube it up. He fucked himself. I helped with lubing it. That's all that happened. Um, he's not living under, under any bridges that I see. So my conscience is clear. This is the, he might, this is, he might this be is dead. Five years from now, when your arch nemesis comes back and it's the storage unit strangler, this is his origin story. <laughs> That's fine. Not a guy eating, eating cats in the alleyway or something. I'll, I'll go down. I'll go down with that one. Like if, if he's that persistent, he's still alive out there, and he comes and finds me. I don't go down happily. That's well, he'll let your victims loose because he needs them for his place. <laughs> he needs them for his own skin. Yeah. <laughs> you should offer. How many other like neighbors ever ever have a disagreement with you? Try to yeah, get kicked out of your neighborhood. You should have offered him other, a cup of uh, of chains and handcuffs. My other neighbors are there's like a woman who runs like a like a wedding dress thing. Mm -hmm. Like she she stores all of her dresses and and her clients come through and she has like mirrors that they can like try on and see themselves. And she does she's it. Living out. there, kick her out, knock on her. <laughs> Obviously, she's living in there. She's this is his plan. His plan it's is to possible. buy out all. His plan is to use. That TikTok money to buy out all the other storage units around him just so he could have a studio. I I think he was leading up to he drilled a peephole into it. I I don't want to get in trouble for that. I also can't drill a peephole in the wall because I have bookshelves on every single wall of that storage unit. So I can't like literally can't do so that. Which book is it that you pulled out that's hiding your, your peephole that you drilled in there already? <laughs> You're getting oddly right. defensive. You gotta, do you gotta pull off astonishing X-Men? Is that the peephole book? <laughs> if, I wanted, if, I, if I did want to something I, with Cyclops in it. When I first uh got the unit, I could have gotten them to like knock down a wall and I could have gotten like a, a six hundred square foot unit if I wanted. That would have been a full ass apartment. Bitching man. Oh my god. Never Thank you. <laughs> Thank when you, I, Riley. When I had a couch in there, before I moved the couch out of the unit, because I was storing it there for a minute, uh -huh. um, I did fall asleep in there a couple times and I was like, shit, I hope they didn't see me on the camera. Uh, didn't you have like a lamp and everything and table? You were set <laughs> up to read and stuff in there, right? Yeah, I still have the the setup. I have all the I have lights everywhere. I have uh reading uh -huh. slash interview corner um that people can come in and i can like interview them because there's two okay. two chairs and a table um oh, so interview are, are, are there chairs? yeah i've seen those ceiling. interviews before for the casting couch mm. how are do you there, feel about hanging from the ceiling are there cameras inside the storage unit no there um there are cameras on that can like see in the halls okay oh yeah and like they, the cameras see you when you go in and in the elevator and come out of the elevator and all that stuff. Yeah. But there's not any storage. Like the cameras don't really see um, inside of the of the units, as far as I could see. Because you can sit there in the lobby and just watch. And so like people going in and out. I had I had a cousin who, God bless the dead, he. Before he passed, he worked at a storage unit place. And one of his jobs was every night he would go and look in storage units and make sure nobody was staying there. That was his gig. That was part of his overnight shift gig. And he said he used to find people all the time trying to stay in one. And they'd have to kick them out in the middle of the night. They'd have to get the cops and they'd have to uh. drag them. Away. 
yeah, it was it was a pretty ugly situation. So it it just I mean it we're laughing, but it really does suck for somebody who's down on their luck and that's their choice where they have to stay in a storage unit. I found it fascinating just how they pull it off and how creative some of these people get with these storage units and hiding behind boxes and stuff like that just in case somebody comes to try to check in the middle of the night or something and just the amount of low profile that they have to keep and not only that some of the setups are freaking nice and crazy they have hot plates in there they've got a tv set up and everything it's it's just wild it honestly is just wild yeah i i have power in mine like i threaded stuff because i have all the lights and stuff in there um i did have a tv in there at one point um but uh but no i don't have like hot plate i don't have all that kind of stuff i i mentioned before i was like i could bring like a, a little mini fridge and have my drinkies in here and just spend the whole day instead of having to go back home <laughs> but i that's how it I, starts that's how it starts right yeah sooner, sooner or later be laying up plastic everywhere uh um Got to have cocktails to put those roofies in. This, you, I, you're not supposed to be able to lock it from the inside, but I know how to. Mm. And I told the the lady that runs the place, I when I was telling her about that situation, because the dude felt threatening to me, I was like, I figured out how to lock from the inside just in case he did want to come. And she was like, huh? Like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. And then she goes, just don't tell anyone else that you figured out how to do that. <laughs> um, all right. Cycles uh, appreciating bringing back the evil Riley segment. There you go. But I, I will go back about evil Riley. This, the last few homeless people that I gave money to, I gave them like ten bucks each. So I don't. Wow! Look at you, Mister Moneybags. Ten bucks. Yeah, you're very wow. humble about it too. Yeah, I gave them ten bucks each because the one person she came up to me. And, and she was like, I, I'm looking to get whatever, whatever. And I would have done something differently had I known the situation. But the only, like the smallest bill I had in my wallet was 10 bucks. And I was like, you yeah. need this a lot more than I do. Because it was her and her kid. Uh, and I, I saw them go over to, because I, I was at a Target. Heroin going up. I, I drove from Target to, um, to Sonic. Because Sonic was like right there. And mm -hmm. she, I saw her two seconds later, like she walked over to the Sonic and was getting food. And I was like, if I had known that you were trying to get money for food, I would have just bought you and your son a meal because that's more yeah. than two bucks. That's but cool. That's all cool. I gave him was ten. Another guy, like he caught me off guard um, when I was I was grabbing a couple things from CVS, and he came up behind me like to take my cart oh. from me, and then he's like, "You don't happen to have any change?" And I was like, "You know what, dude?" And I had a like like a jar of quarters, and I just gave him the what however much was in there. Oh. That's that, that sounds cool, man. Did you film it on TikTok? Because if you didn't film it on TikTok, it doesn't count. <laughs> no, I only I only said it for for I did it for this show here. <laughs> Save the content for Omni Bros. That's good thinking. Yeah, I'm not the only one that thinks those videos are disingenuous, right? Where you've got the guy who's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I brought this." Oh, it's all bullshit, dude. It's oh, so fucking fake, and it's fucked up when you're exploiting people that way. For there people. are people who legitimately like have have looked into and found out that like that they are fake. Like a lot of the ones they'll, they'll go in and like say certain things. Like I just bought 300 pizzas and then there's no receipt. And they find out yeah. like they bought like three or something and drop them off to like one person and let like one guy eat a slice and then left. And See, just, that, 
cool. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me are the ones that they deliberately look for homeless people and they're doing it for clout chasing and views. And they're like, oh, man, look at me. I'm buying this person like a full meal or something like that and just handing it out to them. That stuff to me is always you're taking advantage of somebody that's at a really low point to prop yourself up and make yourself seem holier and higher than that. And There's no point of bragging about it. Paid. Huh? Just... You get views for your TikTok and you get paid that way. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's fucking terrible. I, I've, I see that stuff and it's just horrible. Well, there's no point of doing that kind of stuff and telling people about it. Like, there's, you know, you, you know, you toss the guy money to toss the guy money and you just leave it at that. You don't need to make a whole video out of it, you know, try no. to showcase it. That's it. And it the, it the videos where people will like, They'll take a guy off the street and like get him all cleaned up and stuff. And they make this whole show and presentation. And I'm like, that that's cool. But we didn't need to see it. Like yeah. that doesn't really do anything. It's just that that feel good porn, I guess, like kind of thing. Oh, it, it's it's weird. Did you have anything else, Gabe? Or a new story? I mean, we, we've hit an hour. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are ready to go. We're ready to go. I'd go a little oh, I- longer. I could go a little longer okay, and talk about John Murphy, storage unit comics. Daredevil, Disney Plus. Boy, that's a whole mess. Yeah, that's that's getting rough. I'm starting to lose faith in that show already. Well, they had a ton of it already filmed, right? And they just tore it all up and so, are restarting with Charlie Cox uh, having already put a bunch of footage in on it. What I had read... Or heard someone say was they had filmed four episodes, like and and they they had four episodes ready, and then the strikes happened, so they paused on production. And Kevin Feige, uh, I don't know how ready, but th- there was four episodes that were at least partially developed. And Kevin Feige saw the material, did not like it, and they decided to scrap everything, get rid of the entire team, um, and hire new people. The, the thing, though, that I had heard that makes me actually a little bit more, uh, I don't know if excited is the right word, but like feel better about it is um, that they're, they're looking to go in more of a, a regular TV direction with, with stuff where it's like uh, they're going to have pilot episodes and stuff like that. Um, rather than trying to make every Disney Plus production, like every Disney Plus Marvel show, into a film cut into segments, like mm. most people have been complaining about. Hey guys, yeah. I need to step away for just a minute. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. YP, welcome. I just thanked you on air for the Night Eaters heads up in Discord, and I bought it live on air. So thank you, buddy. A lot. I would have missed it. You should have been screen sharing that whole transaction. Uh, I can I can show you my uh, what I bought. Yeah, you better show us the receipts or it didn't happen. Cycle uh, very surprisingly says that regular TV sucks. And I've said that with a very sarcastic tone. I hope you can hear it because Cycle <laughs> thinks everything sucks. That is true. Oh, my God. He actually spoke good about something. Premium TV is where it's at. Are you okay in the head today? <laughs> okay, here is whoops, there's my address, so I don't want that. <laughs> Here's my order. 
what is this this book dark night night, night eaters grabbing novel volume two her little reaper signed edition it was the same price as the regular edition dark ride volume two which lou will be happy about he hipped me to that it's awesome serial by mark russell which i can't wait to read and complete witch blade volume three hardcover they didn't they they didn't pick your order yet, Jess. What's happening? <laughs> I know. Two minutes ago. What the hell? Yeah, like I'm I was, I was hoping to see some pokeballs at least. Pokeballs, right? Yeah. No, I appreciate that, YP. But yeah, so the the, the they fired everybody from Daredevil. The writers, director. Hopefully, this is more of an idea of you know quality over over quantity of their content. Because as this article even said, Loki is the only one to get a season two out of the Disney Plus series. Granted, you know, most of the other ones seem to have turned into movies. Like, I, I think a lot of them were not meant to have, like they were meant to be miniseries. Except um, I know She-Hulk is getting a season two and supposed to be uh what was the other one that's supposed to be getting a uh, moon knight is supposed to be getting a season two. Oh yeah uh dr elevator i already ordered dead boy detectives earlier this is my second order of the week that you got an extra two percent discount doing that jess that's that how i got it loyalty discount son me last week i i i waited a little long to make my order and so i did two orders one was a really small just barely hit 50 and the second one was for the tmnt compendium omnibus hardcover Bruja. oh that thing was like 150 wasn't it like pretty expensive yeah so it only got discounted to like 90 or something like that and that extra two percent that counts over there when you get up to that price range yeah I hope they do bring back uh, Karen Page. I want them to do like the real Born Again, where she's all twacked out and sells his identity for hits of drugs. I, I feel like they they might like want to. I'm not saying that I agree with that, but I, I'm saying that they might want a different character so they don't have to like use Karen for that. Like since she's right. already been established, um, they might have another character show up that they use to take the brunt of that situation yeah typhoid mary <laughs> oh wouldn't that be great if they had her in it i want to see typhoid mary and i want to see bullseye and i want to see heroin yes i do too between their toes <laughs> nail it to me <laughs> in their story unit yeah i don't think that they should have made She-Hulk any different than it was. Like having serious courtroom procedural for She-Hulk would have made that series weird to me. Especially like as a fan of She-Hulk's comics where like that's exactly what we got. Well, I mean, the issue with She-Hulk is that a lot of I think the head writer or the head creator of the show said, "Yeah, we don't know how to write courtroom dramas. None of it, nobody on the writing staff knows how to do it." <laughs> Wow. Okay, that's that's well, not a was, great admission. She was also appearing as She-Hulk as a d attorney. So 
It was a fun show, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was fun, too. And I think Riley's point is right, that the courtroom proceedings kind of have to be goofy because she hulks representing in there yeah it's it's not like because we've had courtroom comics for she hulk like that's what we got with dan slots run and that's what we got in charles souls run but they were always very tongue-in-cheek and goofy and stuff like that just like what they presented in the the show so yeah i mean john burns run was all goofy and stuff too yeah but there's a lot of you know chuckles in it and stuff I, I think that they they did a really great amalgamation of like the burn and the the slot styles of stories and shoved those both into one in there. Yeah, I guess with the Daredevil, they were saying that it was just courtroom drama for like four episodes before he even got the costume on. Yeah, which People wouldn't are- be terrible if it was like we were being introduced to daredevil right that's what they did in the first season he didn't get the he didn't get the red costume until like the last episode or second to last but no well, these guys in costume it was the it was the black you know, yeah shroud and stuff you know but like n- knowing that he's already been daredevil that yeah. that is where i'd be like why is he not actually daredevil because <laughs> we know that he's you know he's already been daredevil so, so wait, how many episodes did they film before they started doing this creative reboot? No, four. Yeah, I think it's four. Okay, so they've shot four episodes. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they'll just did they say if they're going back to the writing board and oh they're they, they're, scra- they're they scrapped everything. Oh, they yeah. did. They scrapped yeah. it. Dude. Oh yeah. wow, that's wow. And they I'm also surprised. said there's going to be a season two of it. I am genuinely surprised they scrapped everything, considering. I mean, these days that's like half a season. Yeah, it, it was going to be eighteen episodes, so it, it was about a quarter of it, less than a quarter of it. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess they didn't like where it was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'd rather they. I. I. I think they. They're just taking a lot of the criticism seriously of what people are saying about a lot of the other shows, and like, I've liked most of the shows. But freaking like it, it, it hasn't gotten better is the problem. And like a lot of them crap. Secret invasion was crap, but you oh, know, God. I know it's not Marvel, but a so great. You don't like Khaleesi becoming the strongest Marvel character. I don't care. It like that's whatever. The story just sucked and was pointless. <laughs> yeah, that should have been so much more. Secret Invasion should have been a lot more than that. Yeah. I, I feel like they should have just let that be the the sequel to Captain Marvel, like it was supposed to be. Or it should have been the event. It should have been the big, giant event of at the end of an arc. Mm. You would well, have done something like you know. It was nothing came out of it like. I was thinking they were going to introduce Galactus, and that was what happened to the Scroll Planet. Was that not that it was invaded by the Kree, but that Galactus ate it yeah. or something? But I, no, I was like, all right, cool. It's your. You, the only thing that really happened was, you know, uh, what's her face, Maria Hill, in the first episode. I would have really dug it if this whole thing they stretched that out over an arc and then actually did a proper secret invasion movie. 
Um, you would have, you know, not not saying that ever after every Marvel movie you'd have a reveal of this one was an actual scroll or something like that, but actually build up to it. I at this point will just be surprised if any of the shows actually have any serious bearing on the movies. Like, so, I, I feel like Miss Marvel is the only one that really will thus far, just because it introduces that character. There is a very interesting fan theory online that is basically saying there's really no weight to it, but is basically saying all the Marvel films that we've gotten in this past phase are in their own separate universe for the most part. The shows? The sh- the, the movies. The movies. Yeah. And this, this is just crazy fan theories online, but and, and then people are just waiting for them to announce, yeah, all of these movies have been kind of in their own separate universe. And once Secret Wars probably kicks off, that'll be one of the big reveals or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. So here's the, uh, they have a, a chart on here of like the total view in minutes for some of these shows. For the, the Marvel Disney Plus episodes. The, like the total amount of, people that oh no the how long the total views in minutes loki and wandavision doesn't surprise me that they're at the top loki because tom hiddleston and people really love the character and wandavision was their first big one and it was great i love ms marvel what what it's at the bottom it's it's length this is about length oh people that stuck with it okay and wandavision was like nine or ten episodes i was glued to the tv for that show Oh, I loved WandaVision. I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. I dug it they started pulling a rug out from under everybody. I was getting upset. Yeah, that, that did bother oh. me. Mm, didn't bother me. <clears throat> the, about what if, because it was so forgettable. What oh, if I never saw it. Good. Don't. It's terrible. Secret <laughs> man. It's terrible. What if it was horrible? I'm surprised Hawkeye isn't higher. Hawkeye was fun. Yeah. yeah it was That's like good. one of my favorite ones was Hawkeye. She hopes not that bad. I'm surprised Moon Knight is as high as it is because honestly, like it kind of fell off in the last episodes. Yeah, I was checked out after like the first three episodes or something. But apparently for uh, Daredevil, they're gonna keep some scenes in some episodes, but they're still it looks like they're going back to the drawing board of most of it. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, nearly as many series like the of the D plus series coming out anymore too. Like well they did front load a lot. Yeah, phase four or whatever had a ton of them. And that was one of the issues that uh, that Bob Iger had once he came back. That's one of the things that he said is, okay, we're going to focus on quality, not quantity. So we're going to scale back this whole Marvel thing because Mm. we're going to fuck it up and we're starting to dilute our own brand with too much. Yeah, their biggest moneymaker, they're now they're like scraping it up. I do miss it, man. I, I do miss the excitement of walking into a theater for that new Marvel movie and 
man, the build up to everything and you know, the build up to Infinity War and all that other stuff. I, I miss that. I, I I hope they can rekindle that magic again because I would love to see it. I would love you know, to see it. It's typical. It's difficult to find a situation when when something becomes this huge and this popular and they try to strip mine it. But if, yeah. if Bob is Bob Geiger is coming back and is pulling the reins on things, then we got we got some hope. I'm I'm honestly just excited for what James Gunn is going to do with the DC universe. I can't wait for his Superman movie. I'm, I, I'm over the moon excited to see what he does with Superman. Because Superman is a character that uh, that I think pop culture and, and, and all of us really could use right now. We could really use a little bit of hope and a little bit mm. of that Boy Scout. And I really hope he does a great job and brings that out because I think, I think we could use a little bit of that as a society. And I think we could use a little bit of that classic Richard Donner, the big blue boy scout, not the cynical one that we got um, with Zack Snyder. I, I, I want to see a really good uplifting Superman story. He's I'm not just curious what he's going to do with DC stuff in general. Cause that's, it's, it's something new and exciting at this point. Yeah. So Give me my Jonah Hex movie. Uh, yeah. Looking at all the uh, the Marvel shows for Phase 4, 5, and 6, and there's only one less show for Phase 5 than there was for Phase 4, because 4 had 8 with WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. And then <clears throat> Phase 5 right now has 7. Uh, Secret Invasion and Loki is airing right now. Uh, then What If Season 2, Echo, Agatha, Ironheart, and Daredevil, which now is kind of TBA. Uh, and then the future stuff, so Season or Phase 6, I guess, and onward, is a bunch of like just kind of untitled. It's an untitled Wakanda series, untitled Nova series, What If Season 3, I guess, was already announced. And then the animated Spider-Man freshman year, and I guess they're also doing a sophomore year to follow that up. Um, and then there's a Marvel Zombies spinoff from What If, the Wonder Man series, and Vision. Wonder Man? Yeah, Wonder Man. Yeah, I, think they're, I just don't think they can keep up with the momentum is what the problem was. You know, you could do six, six uh, shows in a year, if you're not making movies at the same time, because everything was kind of shut down, but I don't think they want to keep doing that year after year. Yeah. And I, I think one of the issues was with things kind of getting pushed a little bit. Um, so it all kind of felt like it dropped at the same time. Because mm -hmm. looking at the, the calendar, um, WandaVision, January, 2021, Falcon, <laughs> March, 2021, Loki, June, 2021. What if August, 2021, Hawkeye November 2021 like there was pretty much a show coming out at any given time I, and I remember that that there yeah. was like uh when one ended you'd get like a week or two yeah. and then the next uh, the next series would start exactly like yeah. there was barely any sort of break between and I, I think like there might have been movies thrown in in the breaks too like that might have been when the movies came out finally yeah. Spider-Man came out during that time um uh, Doctor Strange Black Widow got delayed Thor into somewhere in between all of that stuff so like it, it was really that just the fact that everything was just being shoved in meanwhile moving over to um the the more recent stuff 
we had uh even by the end of 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 phase four she hulk was august 2022 and then it wasn't until june 2023 that we got secret invasion and now october we're getting loki um and the next what if is supposed to not even a date announced yet but late december so they're spreading it out a little bit more it's good uh, instead of just shoving it all down your throat at once that's how i got so far behind in all of them <clears throat> yeah i i believe it i believe it um so question anybody here read the new transformers book by daniel Not johnson Nobody? I have it coming to my DCBS order, but that won't be till the end of the month. I keep hearing great things. So. Not reading it. Oh, are you protesting? <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> if he writes it so I understand it, then yeah. You'll, you'll get the hardcover when it comes out. <laughs> what, what is a... While I'm on the golf course. Cybertron. <laughs> You'll be a BotCon next year. Watch. <laughs> Jess is gonna bot pick up, uh, And Jess, where would you go to buy that Transformers hardcover if and when it comes out? When it comes out, <clears throat> I personally would go to InStockTrades.com where you can get your collected editions from 30 to 65, 25% off. Sometimes red tag sale gives you 60 to 80% off. It's amazing what the deals are at InStockTrades.com. Don't forget your 2% loyalty discount. The end of every month, we give away a free $50 gift card courtesy of InStockTrades.com. $50 or more in an order gets you free shipping like I just got when I ordered Night Eaters and Dark Ride Volume 2, Lou, which I can't wait to read. Ooh. Uh, fabulous customer service, fabulous packaging. Did I say $50 or more in the order in the United States? I did. That's in socktrades.com. All right. Uh, start at the top here then. Riley, where can people find you? The Omnibus Collector on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, and Omni Collector on Twitter. Wow. Lou, where are you at, buddy? Nowhere. Leave me alone. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I don't I don't really I'm not active on almost anything. The only, the only thing I, I keep saying it, the only thing I'm active on is Instagram, and that's really just for my family. Cool. Jess. You can find me on Omnidog's Vault on YouTube. Occasionally I'm on Omnidog's underscore vault on Instagram. And I always pop in daily on my Discord, which James has put up the uh, address for. So please come and join. And that's thank you, James. Boom, right away. That's where I found out today from YP that Night Eaters was on sale. So that Discord's hopping. There's a goiter corner for Psycho Cleveland that I've never been in. And Manga That might be for the better. <laughs> yeah. Manga Mania. Uh, I, it's for those guys and i'm glad it's there is it just where he shouts into the void about his random ideas and negative takes <laughs> i i think he takes the goiter corner very seriously he's very into goiter hmm. is he a mod uh no just james is the only mod 
There's not really anything to mod. Goiter is a real comic. Here's one that he sent me. Um, there's nothing really objectionable. It's pretty wholesome, actually. Hmm. I thought it meant like actual goiters, like, you know. Yeah. He sent me the comic, thankfully. <laughs> there might be something in there. Gotta wash your hands after you touch it. Maybe. So, and uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Gabe Loves 90s Comics, and TikTok is uh, Unstable Molecules. Nice, man. Follow uh, Omni Bros on TikTok and Instagram. So, Jess. Reels. BotCon yeah. next year. <laughs> Honorary guest. BotCon. Bot. Right next to Omar. I, I did have some Transformers at one time, but uh, it was a short lived love affair. Okay. Well, do, there's I, hope. There's hope. I, I still have to watch something iconic, like something that's like that t Turtles movie from 1990 that everybody says I need to watch. Uh, I, I need to watch a, a just a one thing that is like, this is Transformers. Watch this and you'll get it. And I'm like, oh, I go, OK, good. I will watch it. Would you be opposed? Joshua Williamson has a G.I. Joe series coming out in a few months. Yes. Oh. No. Yes. Come, Come on. on. I Joshua Williams is a good writer. <laughs> You're such a jerk. No, I can't. I, I have too much regular stuff to read. Ah. I can't get swallowed up in this Transformers G.I. Joe's stuff. There's a ROM omnibus coming out too, Jess. <laughs> the Romnibus? And Micronauts. Yeah, those are gonna be popular. Yeah, get all the all the toy comics. Jess, here, I'll I'll, I'll help you out. Okay. <laughs> this doesn't sound like you helping me out. Look at your X-Men shelf, close your eyes, and point to a title, and you can stop collecting that title. It'll free up space. <laughs> One of the 80 X-Men books that you're currently trying to keep up with, I, you can I, remove. Well, that is true. I'm trying to keep up with current X-Men is what I'm really doing, so I can really read it. Is Transformers the movie from 1986 the thing I should watch, as Endman says? I'd watch it with you guys. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Is it a is it animated or live action? Animated. It's it's, it's animated. But it's still the go-to movie. Yep. Can you imagine a live action 1986 Transformers movie? Oh my god, don't do that to me. It's probably it would probably be like a like tokusatsu style like guys in giant suits and stuff don't 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 give me hope i oh think everybody god. would cream their pants be oh like my god. exact the minute that it. you got the touch plays as optimus prime is flying through oh my god i've got married as optimus prime is flying <laughs> through the sky and he's attacking the decepticons yeah. you would have every nerd in the theater just lose their shit i'm open yeah. I'm open, especially right. if Daniel Warren Johnson's writing it. I bet it's really cool. I'm out of here, guys. Peace and love. Um, Peace and love. Thank you to the chat and Cycle Cleveland, who needs help. You got the touch. <laughs> you got the power.